The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our second hour of the Patricia Raskin Show. Today, we are talking mostly to women, although men certainly could enjoy this as well and get something out of this. We are talking about that inner critic in our brain, which I know well, that keeps going on and on. And my guest is Dr. Jacqueline Horner-Plumas. Her book is The Bitch in Your Head, How to Finally Squash Your Inner Critic. And that's something I think all of us could use. Dr. Jacqueline Horner-Plumas is an award-winning psychologist. She has appeared on The Today Show and Good Morning America, and her articles have appeared in Ladies Home Journal and The New York Times Magazine. Welcome, Jacqueline. Thank you, Patricia. All right. Okay. I mean, there's just so much to ask you about this. I mean, you know, this, this BTA, you know, this bitch can keep you from having a good day, a good night's sleep, getting the love you want, getting the raise you deserve, because you second guess yourself, your parenting skills, you're guessing yourself what you're doing in the workplace. So, you know, what, what's the first thing that you can do? Because it comes up for all of us. What would be your first piece of advice? The first thing is to hear it. If you don't hear it, you can't do anything about it. Because most people, or many people, are just so unaware of this litany of self-criticism and meanness um, that goes on and on and wears down their self-esteem and their Mm self-confidence. But once you hear it, the second thing is to realize how destructive it is. Because some people hear it and they think it's motivating, or they think it protects them from being arrogant or disappointed. Um, they don't realize that when they say things to themselves, here's, here's the trick. When they, if you say things to yourself that you would never say to your friend or your child because you know it would be depressing or, or squashing, why mm-hmm. would you say that to yourself? Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I guess there's a deeper question here for you, Jacqueline. And why do they? Is this part of our flight or flight response? Is this just because nobody's teaching us how to do this, and yet we're all doing it? Why is it? Is it like a chemical reaction? What is it? Well, you mentioned fight or flight. Yeah. Um, actually, that, um, the research has come out in the last 10 years that says that's just men. When men are confronted with danger, their reaction is to fight it or run away from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the female reaction when confronted with danger is to what's called tend and befriend. We, we tend to the children to make sure the kids are okay, and we gather our friends around because we feel there's safety in numbers. Mm-hmm. So I think nobody has ever said this before, but my feeling is 
that women are much more self-critical because we feel there's safety in numbers, because we're so afraid of offending people and being left alone. Whereas men can't be that afraid to offend because they are programmed to either go out and fight or they're programmed to run away and leave, <laughs> leave everybody they love. Mm-hmm. So um, I think that's one of the crucial differences that's left over from us from caveman times. Mm-hmm. So we're just generally more self-critical than men. I'm much more self-critical than men. You know, there's some really, <laughs> the bitch in our heads really gets to us more than it does for men. For example, um, when a woman looks in the mirror, a beautiful woman, let's imagine a beautiful woman looking in the mirror, okay. she zones in on what she doesn't like. She yeah. just zones in and says, oh, you know, look at those crow's feet or my hips are getting gigantic. A man, mm-hmm. the research says, let's imagine a man with a giant beer belly. He looks in the mirror. Men zone in on what they like. It's the mm-hmm. opposite. So he'll say, oh, my blue eyes still sparkle, or, you know, I can still flex my arm muscle. Mm-hmm. And they walk away feeling great, and we walk away feeling bad. Yeah, so. Interesting. So it's, it's almost, from what you're saying, it's kind of... I don't know. It's almost like it's in the genes, you know, from yes. from our generations in history. Yeah, I think it's very much in the genes. But then also, you know, there's what I call the beauty industrial complex of, you know, all the, the beauty business and the fashion business and the pharmaceutical business and, you know, billions of dollars invested in making us feel bad about how we are naturally. You know, you, know? you know what I think we should do, really, for our children and our grandchildren, honestly? We should mm. get a hold of before and afters of these famous people, celebrities, because when you see one on the street, you know, sometimes I mean, you, you'll, you'll recognize the features. Right. But a, a lot of folks, I mean, yes, people have beautiful features, but they're so accentuated right. and they're so photoshopped that it's, it's not, you're not looking at something really realistic. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And, and you know, the famous thing is all the models are anorexic 15-year-olds. Yeah. You know, we can't, yeah. we can't look like yeah. that. Yeah. So. Very interesting. And, uh, but we think the bitch in our head says, you know, you're fat. You're not like that model. Or, you know, you're not as beautiful as Jennifer Lopez or whoever. So yeah. we're so, we very mean to ourselves. So let's talk about, now we're in the holiday time right now, so if you love to cook and you're so worried that you're going to mess it up, how do you handle that? Well, yes, Thanksgiving, I'm sure that there aren't very many men out there berating themselves for having extra stuffing and pie, but I bet there are a lot of women listening to you who are furious at themselves and beating themselves around. You know, the bitch in their head goes into overdrive, for uh, holidays and you know um, Christmas and Hanukkah are coming up so you know beating ourselves about are we going to get enough presents for people are we going to get the right presents are we going to be like Martha Stewart if people come over to our house you know rather than the truth is that people just want to get together and have fun I mean you know anybody who's going to be criticizing you if you don't have the right glassware shouldn't be your friend anyway, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, it's funny because I know people that will say, you know, you look stupid, you look ugly, you look fat, and they think they're helping people. They You're think kidding. This is, oh, boy. Oh, yeah. 
Oh yeah, you know it's oh. it's and there's almost like a funny, I don't know. I I don't get. I find that those that kind of languaging is really detrimental. Absolutely, mm-hmm. we should never insult ourselves or our friends. You know, if you want to be helpful, there are kind ways of of doing it. But telling somebody you look fat is just going to make them run for the Oreos. It's not going to make them go on a diet. Yeah. yeah. As a matter of fact, the research shows that um, if you want to go on a diet and you want to lose weight, um, the more self-accepting you are, paradoxically, the more likely you are to stay yeah. on a healthy eating plan. Yeah, I think that's and so And when true. you think about it, if you look in the mirror and you say, you know, oh, you're fat as a pig, you look awful, you're going to feel so bad that you're going to want to crave comfort food. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the opposite. Yep. So how does this voice or this bitch voice, how does it hurt marriages and relationships? Oh, so many ways. Um, you know, as, as a person who does marriage counseling, um, I can see that a lot of people say, you know, I'm not going to negotiate with him or her. You know, if I negotiate, that just lets them get away with bad behavior. And that's, you know, that's the opposite of the way it should be because negotiation is the key to getting over problems. Um, A lot of women will say, you know, I was a fool to marry him. You know, the guy next door is so much nicer. You know, I mean, it's, Unless the man is being abusive, you know, to you, which you should never put up with, you know, it's better to see their, try to see their good points and see if you can stick it out. Yeah. So that kind, I think what you're saying is that kind of negative talk then absolutely starts translating into the way you behave. Absolutely. Yes. And, you know, I titled the book, The Bitch in Your Head, and I... Bitch is a word I never use in my personal life. Yeah. Ugly and it's sexist. But by labeling and personifying that self-critical negative voice, that's Mm. the way people hear it. Because usually, you know, the psychotherapeutic techniques for dealing with self-critical people, they just don't work. You know, and and that's, that's what led to, you know, me labeling that voice the bitch. Because when you label that voice the bitch you realize that is a mean voice that has, does not belong in your head. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you did that really in a way for shock value so people would pay attention. Absolutely. It, only for shock value. It is definitely not, as I say, a word I would use in my personal life. All right. How can people get your book? We're going to come back right after the break and talk to you more, Jacqueline. But the book is The Bitch in Your Head, How to Finally Squash Your Inner Critic. How can people find it? It's available in any Barnes & Noble. Uh, it's on Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, and any, any independent bookstore can order it. I love independent bookstores. <laughs> oh, that's great. All right. All right. Uh, any, um, before we go to break, any particular, give us one tip we can do to help to squash that bitch voice in our head. Uh, as I say, never say anything to yourself that you wouldn't say to your friend or a child because it mm-hmm. would know it would be too negative or depressing. That's that's key. And I have some more when we come back if you want. Yeah, that would be great. All right, my guest is Dr. Jacqueline Horner Plumas. Her book is The Bitch in Your Head, How to Finally Squash Your Inner Critic. And what's the website for the book? 
Um, TheBitchInYourHead.com. Okay, easy enough. Stay tuned. <laughs> You're listening to The Patricia Raskin Show right here on VoiceAmerica.com. We'll be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com. Families today face unique challenges. Marriage, parenting, and family forms have changed a lot in the last century. Family Matters with Dr. Virginia Collin will focus on building and maintaining healthy family relationships. We will discuss marriage, divorce, family mediation, parenting, lifestyles, and mental health. All kinds of family matters. Our show will feature guest experts and your participation, too. You can listen to Family Matters live every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety. In the spirit of Have Couch, Will Travel, Dr. Carol Lieberman creates a haven of sanity in an increasingly insane world. Each day we are bombarded with news of events that have never crossed our wildest nightmares. Society is spiraling out of control and everyone is reeling from it. But now there's an answer. The best way to keep sane in this insane world is to tune in to Dr. Carol's Couch on Voice America. Dr. Carol, a certified media psychiatrist, will broadcast live from her Beverly Hills office every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time. Call or log in and get help with whatever is sending you reeling whenever you need a soothing voice to calm and advise you. That's Dr. Carol's Couch every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Do you love to travel? Now, that's a silly question, isn't it? Who doesn't love to travel? Join Lindsay T. Boyd, a.k.a. the Dreamweaver, for Travel Time. A professional travel agent, Lindsay will spotlight the world of travel. From maps and other travel tools to make your trips easier, to your rights as a passenger, to different aspects of travel, such as sports, faith, or experiential vacations. Travel Time with Lindsay T. Boyd, Dreamweaver, airs live every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific, on Voice America Variety. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. are listening to the patricia raskin show if you wish to call into our program today please call 1-866-472-5788 that number again is 1-866-472-5788 you may also send an email to patricia at patriciaraskin.com now back to the patricia raskin show welcome back folks i'm patricia raskin right here on voiceamerica.com america's voice my guest is dr jacqueline Horner Plumes. Her book is The Bitch in Your Head, How to Finally Squash Your Inner Critic. Uh, Dr. Jacqueline Horner Plumes is an award-winning psychologist. She's appeared on the Today Show, the Good Morning America Show, and her articles have appeared in Ladies Home Journal and the New York Times Magazine. Welcome back, Jacqueline. Thank you. Good All right. Here. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I think is interesting to talk about is creating a bucket list which helps to diffuse this voice or bitch in your head, if you will. Yes. Whether, um, you know, as, as people get older, I mean, if you get over 40, you're going to start saying to yourself at some point in time, you know, you're old and over the hill and that's very depressing. And, you know, Maggie Smith, the wonderful actress, mm, at one point fabulous. in time said, you know, my future is all behind me. 
But, mm. you know, she came back from that, and she's got award-winning um, performances, Downton Abbey and other things. So, you know, it's, it's really important, whatever stage of life you are, to set up the bucket list, the things that you want to accomplish before, before you die, and really work on achieving those things rather than getting depressed about what you don't have or depressed about feeling bad about what you don't have or feeling bad about the past. Mm -hmm. Important. All right, what are some other things that we can do um, beside the bucket list to really help us squash this voice? Well, the the voice, um, almost everybody, the bitch in your head starts roaring at you in the middle of the night if you wake up in the middle of the night. You know, you wake up at 2 or 3 in the morning and you start worrying about your problems and you start worrying about the next day. And even if you don't have any problems, then you start saying, oh, my God, it's, you know, 3 o'clock in the morning and I've got to get up at 7. And, you know, the bitch starts screaming at you that you're never going to get enough sleep and you won't be able to function the next day. Um, and the, the thing that you can do about that, you can always try to be <clears throat> rational with the bitch or tell her to shut up <laughs> when your, your self-criticism starts. But in the middle of the night, you can tell yourself the truth. And this is what the pharmaceutical companies don't want you to know. The truth is that if you're just lying there, you wake up at 3 o'clock, and if you just lie there quietly and meditate or fantasize or just lie quietly you're going to get as much benefit, almost as much benefit, as if you sleep for four hours. So mm. the real problem is the tossing and turning and thrashing and, and you know, the bitch screaming at you and, and feeling exhausted and anxious the next morning. So if you put yourself in a win-win situation of, I can either go to sleep or I can just lie here and relax and I'm going to... I'm going to feel almost as good. It doesn't really matter when, at, when 7 o'clock rolls around and I have to get up. So it's putting yourself in that win-win situation and not letting the self-criticism and the mean voice make you exhausted. Yeah, yeah, very, very important. What about people who, you know, just have phobias? I mean, they, you know, these are things that, it goes beyond this in your head. They're really afraid of certain things. Right. Well, um, phobias are an extreme uh, part of the bitch in your head because, you know, for example, somebody afraid of dogs, um, you know, rationally, most dogs are not going to bite you. You know, a cockapoo is not going to take your leg off. But something inside the bitch in your head says, you know, this is dangerous, they're going to hurt me. So the way to deal with phobias is to, some people say, well, just, you know, force yourself to go up and, and pat a big dog. Or, you know, if you're afraid of the water, just throw them into the deep end of the pool. That's, that's a horrible, <laughs> that's a horrible way to do it. Um, the, you start small. And only when you can do something small, like hold a, a baby puppy um, or be near a baby puppy if you're afraid of dogs, only when you can do that 
do you go on to something a little bit bigger and a little bit bigger? Um, you know, I, I used to have um, a public speaking phobia. And oh, really? You'd never know that, would you? No, thank goodness I got over it. Um, and um, I had to start small, you know, just talking in front of a couple people and then, you know, working up to a few more people and a few more people. And um, now I'm comfortable talking in front of large groups and, and enjoying it. Um, but I'll tell you the way I got the public speaking phobia because that's a bitch in your head experience that a lot of people have. Um, I was a, a fat little girl singing and dancing and trying out for plays and never realizing that I was, you know, might look, be looking silly on stage. I would just enjoyed it so much. But then I got very skinny between sixth grade and seventh grade. And I was up on stage trying out for an ingenue part. And the teacher yelled up in front of everybody, Jackie, don't you know that tall, skinny girls are never ingenues? Mm. And all of a sudden, you know, I just felt so ashamed and embarrassed and everybody was laughing. And it took me years and years to overcome that. You know, the bitch in your head can start in childhood. You know, somebody could make you feel bad Mm. and... It just stays with you unless you really confront it and, you know, you can get over it, but you have to consciously try to get over it. Consciously. And you have to talk to it, too, and tell it to be quiet, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just like, you know, you've never left somebody live in your house with you who was insulting you, walking around insulting you all the time. So you should never let that bitch in your head live in your brain. You know, it's kick them out. They're not allowed. Well, one of the things you write about, because we have just a couple minutes left, is you write about behavioral bedtime rule one, which is follow a routine, and then the rule two is if you can't sleep, get out of bed. Well, either get out of bed. There there are several different methods. Um, The behavioral method, behavioral psychologists say the bed should only be used for sleeping. You know, maybe sex, but (laughs) sleeping. Mm -hmm. So no toss, the point is no tossing and turning. Some people feel better if they get up and they pay the bills or they wash the floors until they're tired and then they go back to bed. Other people feel better if they lie in bed and read a book. For me, it's, it's doing the, you know, I've, I tell myself, I'm fine, I'm going to meditate for four hours and I'll feel just fine when I wake up and that puts me to sleep. <laughs> All right, and we've only got about a minute left, so what do you want to leave our listeners with? What, what's your well, message? Whatever, whatever your listeners are troubled with, whether it's mm-hmm. dating or athletics or marriage or parenting or work, lots of work issues, you know, they'll, they'll be better if they get rid of the bitch in their head, and I hope they go to Amazon.com or Barnes & Noble, any Barnes & Noble, and pick up the book and see if it can help, and I certainly hope it does. Yeah, that's really wonderful. And it's The Bitch in Your Head, How to Finally Squash Your Inner Critic, Dr. Jacqueline Horner-Plumas, and it's thebitchinyourhead.com, correct? Yeah. And can they write to you? Do you do phone consults? Um, I would love to hear from them, and they could, they could contact me through thebitchinyourhead.com. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Thanks so much. Stay on the line for a minute. Thanks so much, Jacqueline, for being on the program. 
Thanks, Patricia. All right. All right, folks. Remember, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. Until next time, I'm Patricia Raskin. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of the Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week. We'll be right back.